Hello and welcome. Hello, you beautiful people. How are we? My name is uh, Phil Goff, or you can find me at iGeekTherefore on X, formerly known as Twitter. There shall be uh, no naming of the website X in my presence. It shall forever be known as the Bluebird site. Twitter, because, you know, Elon Musk likes to throw his toys out of the pram. And who are you? My name is Andy James Chamberlain, otherwise known as at Sarian Lives on all of the social medias, including Twitter, the home of the bird. I'm so sorry. That was a bit aggressive. And who are you? <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Who the fuck are you? Talk to me more like that, Daddy. Talk to me more like that. Just stroke me hair. Tell me I'm a good boy. <laughs> who are we, Philip, collectively? We are collectively known as the Paracetamol Headache, a group of morons who don't know better. We absolutely don't know better. Well, we do know better, but we are pretending that we don't. It's it's a kind of uh, a schadenfreude, a kind of suspenseful animation of our adulthood whilst we just belligerently poke through a forgotten childhood. I can't have schadenfreude. I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, is that why you're on the oat milk? Yeah, it brings me out in the shits. Sorry, it does. It, does. it really does. It does. It. I honestly, yeah. I, I think. I think I might be a touch lactose intolerant, but I like cheese. So, well, I um, have, I've had to give up dairy, and I'm now drinking oat milk. But every now and again, I like to treat myself to a little cheesy fart bomb. <laughs> anyway, Andy, you wanted to share something. <laughs> yes. Hello and welcome. Yes. We are the Paracetamol Headache Podcast, and if you haven't already, we would like to point you in the direction of our Patreon. Um, it is a website where you can sponsor us and uh, help us create all of this wonderful material and also in the future, potentially even take a little foray into some sketch work, writing, yes. radio, film, TV, YouTube, who knows? But with your support, we can really, really get there. We can actually ramp up our, ramp up our contact, uh, content quality so we sound almost competent. Almost competent, but not not yeah. quite competent because uh, then you there's wouldn't only, need to only pay us. There's only so much crowdfunding can do. <laughs> so go visit <laughs> us at patreon.com, join Paracetamol Headache. And um, you can you can join from as little as $3 a month. Um, but whatever you that's, do. Uh, that's £1.90 or something in English money, isn't it? That is £1.90 in English. Well, £1.97, I believe, from the latest uh, uh, transactional exchange rates. Unless Rishi Sunak flashed his love spuds at Biden again, you know, and sent us into a spiral. Which, uh, let's face it, if it's a day ending it's... away, very likely to have happened sometime before lunch today. Not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? Let's be honest. So go and sponsor us now at patreon.com forward slash join forward slash paracetamol headache. Anyway, that's the shameless capitalism in and out of the way. Let's get on with the show. There is, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. So, uh, Andy, how's your week been, man? <laughs> My week has been a uh, week. Um, it started with a Monday. Um, it very much tumbled headfirst into a calamitous Tuesday. Um, Wednesday headbutted me straight into the nards, and tomorrow's Thursday, where I'll probably end up having the edge, if not a full breakdown. Are, are you working Friday? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. The working uh, I, I went I went on annual leave today. The working on Friday isn't going to be a problem. I'll be honest with you. The working on Friday isn't going to be a problem. And and, and 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 generally speaking, the work that I've been experiencing over the last two weeks 
hasn't actually really been that bad. It's been quite uh, um, constant, but it's not been bad. What has been bad is my mental outlook <laughs> on life, uh, <laughs> where I just want to be on a beach um, somewhere in the Seychelles, uh, drinking out of a coconut and being found it, it, by a tan man named Antonio. Wasn't it? If I remember right, off from uh, a previous episode, was it Andy Crane's sweet, sweet mango eating pineapple rings from somewhere as well? That was correct. I would be very much enjoying the uh, pineapple <laughs> rings, um, but this time I'll, I'll, have be the making, on. I'll be making sure that I'm sharing the pineapple rings with Andy Peters and not Andy Crane. <laughs> not Andy Crane. <laughs> what a I'm so sorry, Oh, he's such a beige man. So, Philip, what is it this week? This week? It's our last one of the year. It's a sad sad it's kind, of, kind of sad, but also, I'm amazed that we've made it this far. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be completely honest with you, mate. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, having only really connected with you, um, uh, you know, midway through 2022, um, yeah, after, yeah. after a very long... Um, sporadic contact because you had your little life yeah. going on, I had my little we, life we, going on, and then we, we, we kind of pitched in and out, didn't we? But but having like properly reconnected with you since since um around August of last year, um, yeah. it's been a fantastic uh 18 months, let's say. And who knew that when you came over and stayed with me all the way back in April, that we would be 15 episodes into a podcast which has brought me nothing but joy this year so thank you so much my friend honestly yeah the same i've i've had an absolute hoot because despite what the product actually looks like or listens like when you are hearing it we do actually prepare <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong you have been a colossal cockhead um i mean well, you've no been a, I'm not... a, a dickhead of quite quite severe magnitudes on occasion but yeah i can I, be i can be an absolute prick sometimes I mean, I'm I'm sure that I've been a complete cockwomble, um, at least on a, a couple dozen of occasions, um, an absolutely magnificent man fart um, of a human being to have dealt with. So I, I thank you very much for your patience and your tolerance. No, oh, I, lo I love you, brother, and it's been a good year. And next year, and another a good year onwards and upwards. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how much of a of a of a, a colossal uh, dick weasel we may have been um, to each other, um, we still made each other laugh and giggle, and at least we aren't as massive a cock as Boris Johnson, Rishi Sunak, Michael Gove, Jeremy Hunt, Michelle Moon, David uh, Cameron, Peter Bones, Suella Braverman, Pretty Patel, cockhead Dominic Raab. Yeah, I mean, basically, the government. I mean, we have we have by and large for the uh, majority of the year been um, uh, something of a political podcast, and obviously, uh, in the last couple of episodes, you may have noticed that we have been steering somewhere into uh, less choppy waters. But we will always and forever have the core of being um, political uh, satirists. Yeah. we'll we'll never fully avoid it, and. Um, we we really do want to just thank the Tory party for being such, such splendiferous Dicks. assholes this year yeah. that they've given us nothing but wonderful material to work with. So thank you so, so much for your, uh, your continued and um, uh, contiguous efforts at being useless Dumbassery. at everything yeah. you touch. 
absolute politically vacuous assholes. You have the reverse Midas. Everything you touch turns to shit, and we turn that shit into comedy gold. So I really cannot stress how much I'm thankful for your your continued uselessness, you bunch of obnoxious prick faces. Right. <laughs> now that we've done the politics stuff. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel purged. <laughs> well, I, I had a purge earlier on. I shit myself. Um, oh, not, no. uh, no, hang on, hang on. That makes it sound. I didn't actually soil my. I I, I shit a kidney out of the toilet. He definitely shit himself. Well, that was earlier on. Um, He's the kind yeah, of person so... who shits into his own hands and claps. <laughs> yeah, I, I I did shit myself once as an adult. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> you can't like, you can't you can't you can't start a sentence with i did so, shit myself once and then walk away from the conversation like you're not supposed to continue and tell me all of the gory facts couldn't couldn't walk away from it uh so Ooh. i i had i'd broken up with a long-term girlfriend and i didn't deal with it very well i dealt with it by going to a well-known vodka bar that sounds um like well it's revolutions However, po- Paracetamol Headache Podcast would like to make it aware that there are other vodka bar choices for... vodka uh, bars do exist, and you are free to go to any one of them. We don't endorse um, anyone over the other. So, Revolutions, if you're a non-UK resident, are known for having many, many, many different flavours and types of vodka. Um, and they do these, you can buy them in what they call a speed stick. So, each speed stick has six shots in, and... There's about eight speed sticks with all the different flavors. I decided that night I was going to try every speed stick. Uh, and I did. And I drank... how, how did that experiment go, Philip? Uh, I mean, shit-faced does not describe it. Philip, uh, I'd like you to look me in the eye. Now my name is Dr. Connor Shorten. Honestly, I'd like it to was know. so bad. Exactly what was going through your mind when you did the 33rd shot? I hugged a homeless person and they kissed me. Uh, uh, and that wasn't unpleasant. Um, they tasted of beef and onion crisps. But I got home and I decided to have a little sit down on the toilet and do a poo. As you and do. As I sat down, I will be honest, I must have fallen asleep. The only problem was my anus didn't get that memo and carried on doing <laughs> what anuses do. And I, you know how small the toilet upstairs in my parents' house is. Uh, can I just can I just say thank you very much? Because I thought the sentence was going to go, you know how small my anus is. <laughs> and I was going to say, I absolutely have no idea what you're talking about. Please, can you stop Twi- pointing that thing at me? Is it loaded? Tweak like a dolphin's. No, um... I, I basically just shit everywhere. Look, uh, mommy, it's twitching like a rabbit's nose. But I didn't wake up. <laughs> Amazing. So I'd fallen forward off the toilet and shit. And then about three in the morning, my mum decided, oh, I'll have a little tinkle and couldn't get in and then knocked on the door. And I didn't know what had happened at that point. So I woke up and stood up and there was just shit everywhere. I've got a I've got a friend from um back in the uh, land of Shakespeare, um who told me once um that they uh, they went out 
one night. Yeah. And um, I think it was one of the only times they've ever partaken of alcohol because they were they were more or less teetotal. Um, oh dear. Just 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 didn't enjoy it at all. Wasn't a thing they they found any enjoyment in whatsoever. So they just didn't drink. Didn't didn't need it. Didn't need no. it to enjoy themselves. Yeah. And on one of the rare occasions where um, in their youth they did go out and drink, uh, I think it affected them quite badly, um, both upstairs and downstairs. Um, oh. And their own mother caught them naked in the bathroom, both vomiting and shitting at the same time. Um, yeah, I, let's I just mean, say, let's just say that he was riding the big white bus. He was, oh. um, he was, he was hugging the porcelain uh, priest. Yeah. He was he, speaking to God on the porcelain telephone. Yes, yeah. So obviously the uh, calling the on effect. Ralph and Huey. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The 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 dual effect of both upstairs and downstairs when you're in flagrante kneeling down at the altar of uh, oh, Odin on his pissy throne. Um. Yeah. The one walked in right at the inopportune moment where he was coming out at both ends. Oh, it's like a choo-choo train of shit. So I, uh, short long story short, I actually had to replace the carpet in the pin up downstairs toilet in the upstairs toilet. Sorry. Um, well, and my my mum never talked to me for about a week. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, honestly, that's revolutions. Don't do all the speed sticks, kids. It's dumb. Uh, although the Terry's chocolate orange one is a delight. Uh, I'll be absolutely yeah. honest with you. I've never actually frequented Revolutions Bar. It's it's an interesting experience. Yeah, I might have. I might have. I might have passed by their foyer for a sandwich once or something, but yeah, I've never been a never been a patron of their um of their unique. It's a bit brand like of... it's a bit like a cattle market. Oh, I've seen pictures of the assholery yeah. that goes on inside. Um, I've heard uh, yeah, stories. I, I mean, you know me. I I never really I was never really of that world, but just that one night we all decided to go out to revolutions, and I decided that night was the night I was giving me a massive prick and just drink till I couldn't see. Just that night. He's um, never been a prick since. Only on that night. It was one and only time. I mean, the drive home was terrifying. I mean, for my passengers as well. Um, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> the quickest I've ever got home. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, it was, yeah, it was an experience. Anyway, there we go. I feel like I've got something off my chest there. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad to have been part of the confessional. <laughs> so, Phil, we're going we're gonna to talk about the, um, the year that, that the was. Year. The year of twenty twenty three. We've obviously we've obviously named some of the candidates for uh, absolute rotters, um, our yeah. own brand of Oscars, which we will be giving yeah. out slightly towards the end of the episode, which we've not planned for, but we're just going to come out with a couple of names and say exactly why they're so shit. Yeah, and and they might all get a prize. But I thought we would start by kicking off with one of the uh, the the big the big things they do in the old wrap up of the year. Um, mm-hmm. How's 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 your uh, your cinema life been this year, mate? I'll be honest. I haven't been to the cinema this year. I think I may have I gone. I think I may have gone twice. I, I there was nothing really that inspired me to want to go. I was flicking through the uh, top ten list. Well, you, you dirty get. Yeah, well, sorry, you dirty get. I was looking through the top ten list, and I I definitely saw one of these films in the cinema. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a good number of the top 10, but not at the cinema. There's nothing that I would want to give my money to. Here's, it's quite interesting viewing, actually. The top 10 um, worldwide domestic uh, domestic um, 
box office smashes this year. It's it's a very eclectic mix, and it's very strange um, when you look at the top ten lists now. When you when you still see um, Marvel movies making the the top ten, yeah, and there is three, I believe, yeah, three of them, and one of them is, is very surprising. One of them is way further down than I believe it should have been because that was a cracking movie. It was. Uh, are we talking about number six in the list? Yeah, we are. Yeah, that should yeah. have been way further up. Yeah, that was um, a very very good film. I'm not. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised by number one. I think maybe we can say number six is not necessarily a full Marvel, but at the same time, um, it still counts. They come um, from the. It come. It, it comes from Marvel, but it's not made by Marvel. Let's do a little reverse in number ten, coming in at a box office of four million seven hundred and sixty. Uh, seven hundred four hundred seventy six million. Seventy one. 71,180 and change. Phil, I do cheese. I don't do numbers. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, 476 million. There Um, we go. And change, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Not an awful movie. By any stretch of the imagination. um, It wasn't wasn't enough Bill Murray for me. It wasn't wasn't an awful movie, but it was obviously a bit of an anomaly. um, And it was a bit silly. And it was a little bit disjointed and wonky. But still, I think on the whole, good fun. Um, I really enjoyed Jonathan Majors' um, performance as Kang the Conqueror, which makes current events all the more galling. Because he is gone. Oh, he's he's very much gone. That man is um, yeah. that man has been very naughty. Um, and no, his have career is over. A certain amount of uh, um, what's the word? Sympathy, I think for the situation because there obviously seems to be a certain degree of um they're both they're both shits maybe misbehaving but he is very much been misbehaving in a very naughty very um uh uncouth manner and i think he he does deserve exactly what's been thrown at him some of the recordings of him talking to his girlfriend are are pretty disgusting yeah i mean he's avoided um jail yeah, but I mean, your, your reputational damage alone is is, is exactly. Oh, he's got. What's I mean, he's done. That's him done now. That's him. Yeah, That's he, it. That's... he's done a perfect, perfect performance as Kang. I think he was fantastic in the Loki series. He completely blew it out of the water. But uh, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, there's no way. There's no way. It's just a case so, of who's going to be replacing him in the role, and I think there's some very interesting names that are bouncing I about. Don't, it... I I don't believe they will. I, I think they'll re they'll rewrite the last movie. I uh, I think there's too much water gone into too many bridges. They can't they can't just recap. They can't just move on and like forget that it exists because they've already set them up so heavily. I know, um, I know. It's really, really heavily set up. So I think you just have to Terence uh, Terence Howard it and uh, uh, recast. Yeah. And I think some of the names that've been bounced around are actually fantastic options. It's going to be yeah. a bit bittersweet to see one of them potentially take a role on rather than have their own role they can develop and create and mould yeah. into, you know, what they want, how they want. But yeah, it's not like we've not seen it before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Work for Rhodey. Well, every Batman movie is a different Batman. And, you know, the first four essentially are canonically in the same universe. Yeah, they are. They are the same Batman. Although um, 
less so now though aren't they with the with the flash the flash movie um weirdly that's not in number in the top 10 um they were very separate well the the I knew I knew it certainly expected that the first um first and second Batman are obviously very much a sequel to each other. Batman yeah. Batman Returns. Um Batman Um Forever was supposed to be a direct sequel um following on from Batman Returns, but they just obviously yeah. recast Batman. But everyone yeah. else in it is the same actor character. Yeah. There is obviously one massive um exception with the casting in um <laughs> in um batman forever and that's the fact that they 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 just brushed under the carpet the fact that two-face suddenly changes from a black man into a white man <laughs> i would have loved to see billy d williams back it's such a strange thing to like you keep all the original actors apart from batman um, uh, uh, and and him and then you move you move it was on. a bit it was a bit of a whitewash let's be honest it's very strange though you know if you're gonna, if you're gonna, re- we, we all know if you're making a Batman movie, that it's only a new universe when you change Alfred. Yeah, and he never, he was the well, the one constant, really. Oh, yeah, was... and, and and Pat Hingle as well. So Michael um, Goff, Michael Goff. I'm not sure if he's related. I'd like to think he was. He certainly got the ears, those northern ears. He's yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, he's a, he was a proper actor as well. Uh, anyway, if we move away. So Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp. I mean, I, I'm I wasn't a big fan of her as the Wasp. Oh, she went a bit mental, didn't she? She went a bit QAnon. But let's move on. Yeah. Number nine, Elemental from Disney. Yeah. My children like this. I've not seen it yet. I will be watching it over Christmas um, because they watch it two or three times a week. But apparently, it's very good. Only twenty million more than um, Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, four hundred ninety-six million uh, gross, which is cool. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. N- number eight, I am baffled uh, by. Yeah, I mean, only because, only because the last the, the film before this, um, I'm not even going to try and remember the name of it, but it's the one with uh, um, Superman in, and he does the thing with his arms, and all the girls go a little bit wibbly wobbly, and oh, um, yeah. all the guys yeah, just yeah. go like, oh, well, yeah, I've got muscles like that. And then all the girls just get like, you know, quivery fanny and they all fall over and then we're swimming. I think the term is hashtag fanny flutters. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one was pretty For our American listeners, fanny, I appreciate in America, it means your ass. Means your ass. Uh, in England, it means your minge. Your, your, your flaps, your front bottom. <laughs> your... Your, your, fr- your furry front bottom. Poussoir, I think you call it in France. Your virgine. Your Makes virgine. it sound like a Moroccan dish. <laughs> Which you could. I, I shall have off. the lamb and sultana virgine. <laughs> Sorry. And we That's a disgusting like thought. In the terracotta pot. Yes, it has got couscous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope it's not got oh, couscous. Yeah, anyway, I, 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 I'm, I'm, in, I'm ambivalent towards Tom Cruise because... I, I watched I live, this. I, I, I live near East, East Grinstead. I know what it's like in the community. East Grinstead, for those that don't know, is the head of the European Scientology Church. Awesome. It's not. It's not. <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form is it awesome. Though... It's not. And do you know what? I, tr- I tried to get in and they wouldn't let me. Though, interesting theory states, um, and you can read about this on uh, Reddit. Um, that each of the Mission Impossible films is actually 
a uh, analogy for how Tom Cruise has been trying to exit the church for the last 30 years. I mean, he has exited now, hasn't he? No, he's still, I think he's still part of the church. I do think there is a certain degree of separation going on where he's definitely trying to uh, maintain a distance, maybe, um, between his public and private persona. But it, it, there is a theory that exists online that each installment of Mission Impossible is a cry for help from Tom Cruise trying to deal with a different aspect of his journey from being a um, flagship top table member of the church to um, exiting it um, entirely. Um, And the theory is pretty grand. I'm not going to go into it because it's really fun to go and deep dive into, but you should definitely go and watch it. What, uh, go and um, have a look at it. I think there's a couple of videos on YouTube as well. What, what you shouldn't watch, however, is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 because it was, uh, frankly, one of the most boring pieces of shit I've seen in a the last five years. Shikaka. Number seven. Now, this is a controversial one because the world collectively lost their shit over this movie for all uh, the wrong reasons. The casting in particular, but... Also, yeah. I think the uh, uh, taking away of one song and the uh, addition of another song from the live show or something. Oh, okay. So we're, we're talking about Disney's live action uh, interpretation of The Little Mermaid. I just, uh, I, there's just a whole list of reasons why I hate what Disney's doing with their IP. I understand. I know what what, yeah. Do you, get, do you remember we went to see the animated version for your birthday? We fucking did. I remember. No, it was Youth Club. No, no, it was for your birthday. We went with Nicola Evans. Oh yeah, God, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, no, I yeah, do. I, yeah, and I, I don't know why we did. Why did we go and see the Little Mermaid? Because it was on at the Odeon in Aylesbury. Oh, okay, the one screen. Uh, yeah, we did. Yeah, the Little Mermaid. Actually, I really enjoyed the film. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen it. I can't comment on it because I haven't seen it. I've only seen a couple uh, of the songs. Melissa McCarthy as Ursula is genius casting. I have to say, it was the it was the role she was probably born to play. But was it she as was... good as it would have been if it was Lizzo? Well, no, but it's Melissa McCarthy. I have to say, I'm not a fan of her as a rule. Um, but yeah, she was very good in that. Uh, but yeah, you know, people lost their shit over the fact that the mermaid was the little mermaid was black, and it's like it's a half fish, half woman. I didn't care that she was black um, instead of white. Do you know what I cared about more than anything? What was the fact that Sebastian was terrifying to look at? Y- yeah, yeah. If you Utterly. want a real laugh, if you want a real laugh, go to Disney Plus. People, it's tucked away. You won't know it's here. It's the 25th anniversary of the cartoon. They did a live show of The Little Mermaid. It's on Disney+. Plus. Watch it. Do you know who they got to play um, Sebastian? Who? Shaggy. Of course they did. Yeah. Under the sea. Under the sea. And he just wore a uh, red leather jacket. I suppose it's a pretty good interpretation, actually. It was really good, honestly. And they had... It was the... um, I'm not going to insult her by trying to pronounce her name because it's a, um, a Maori name. 
it's the young lady that played Moana in the animated show uh, film. She plays Ariel. Um, and then the chef that gets attacked by the crab, John Stamos. Excellent. Honestly, it was it was absolutely brilliant. And then they had um Queen Latifah as Ursula. Fair enough. All right, I'll check it Honestly, out. Honestly, watch it. It's a, it's an absolute treat. You'll love it. If nothing else, just to see Shaggy walking around like a crab. In yeah. it, number six. Uh, yeah. This is the film I thought should have been a bit higher up yeah. the chart. I would have put Sp- it one. Spider-Man. Although it did make me angry for different reasons, but Spider-Man across the, the uh, Spider-Verse. Fucking banger of a film. It was a banger of the film, but it made me angry because Sony had pissed around with the characters and removed the villain of the actual story and changed it dramatically because um, it was uh, or what's his name? Uh, it was it was one of the Spider Men who was basically the villain. But yeah, Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, but where was Morlin? No. Yeah, yeah, no, because I think I think there's a certain I think they've already got that being used in the um potentially going to be used in Madam Web TV uh, Madam Web film with um Dakota Johnson. I, I, Sony I, yeah. Sony Sony have basically just made a rod for their own backs, and they can't they can't straighten out. They've 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 twentieth century foxed themselves into a corner. Um. We we discussed this last time about the X Men continuity being all over the fucking place, and I think the Spider Man continuity now is all over the fucking place too. And just because Marvel have said, "Oh look, multi dimensionals," um, and the yeah, multiverse, I, I think yeah. Sony are just kind of piggybacking on the back of it in a in a completely blatant way to try and reap in the the the, the dollar signs. Yeah, uh, yeah, they said cash in. Uh, however, it was an excellent film. I loved it. I thought it was amazing story. And I'm looking forward to the third part. Yes, which they only start filming next year. They've not actually started filming any of it. No, no, no. It's it's fine. I'd rather they did it brought well rather than rushed it. And so number five, uh, earning earning far more than it should. Yeah, although it had Jason Momoa in it, so you know, I'm shocked because Mission Impossible, I think, is on its. I think it's its ninth episode. Yeah, and then, and then part two will be ten. Yeah, yeah. Where Fast X is the tenth instalment of 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 a franchise that <laughs> I could have ended after the first one. I I really enjoyed the second film, Tokyo mm-hmm. Drift, and yeah. I don't care who. No, is that the second? No, it's the third, isn't it? Third, Tokyo. Yeah. Fun fact: Fast and Furious. Um, one of my jobs when I was working in uh, living in Bista was I worked for a company who dealt with high end cars for for corporate fleets and they also did special orders and one of the films so you know the hulk car in tokyo drift Mm -hmm. i drove that nice yeah um i also got to drive paul walker's car so it was upper hayford for those who don't know upper hayford is an american air base uh with a four mile long runway for the hercules planes to land because obviously they're big planes they filmed um, all of um good omens there yes there yeah basically there um and i got to before we handed them over we had to sign them off and we had to drive them 
and nice. um i got to drive the hulk car paul walker's car and also uh two of the sport vehicles from long way down got to meet you and mcgregor Racking. he brought flat he brought flapjack it's nice of course, he's is. Scottish. It's, it's 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 a legal requirement for him to be in the same room as you. He's either got to mention he's Scottish, wear a kilt, or buy you, um, yeah, shortbread. Yeah, honestly, he was lovely, and also didn't realise this. Met the Stig. I think everyone's um, met I the just, Stig at one point or another. I just assumed, I just knew him as Ben, the producer, and it turns out he wasn't. He wasn't the producer. He was the Stig. Fair he was play. scary. He was scary in cars. You used to have to sit in with him while he was driving them. Anyway, uh, number four. That well, was a fun fact. There we go. It was a fun fact, but what's your opinion on Fast X? Did you watch it? Uh, no, stopped. I watched number one. I thought, this is a pile of wank. Do you know why I didn't watch Fast X? Because you didn't watch Fast 3, uh, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8? No, right? I did. I watched all of them before this. But the reason why I didn't watch Fast X is because I saw the trailer for Fast X. And it did not make me want to watch Fast X. It made me want to throw Fast X in the ocean and forget it existed. I think everything you needed to know about the film was in the trailer. I, I think it's in the, the title. Saying yeah. Fast X makes me angrier than I think I've been in months. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's it's. I came up with a concept for a film about premature ejaculation in race cars called "Very Fast and Extremely Furious." Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I think I think we should probably record that because I think I like the idea of two guys driving in a car and then just sploofing. And that's the race <laughs> film, Philip. Of course, you do. It's your hobby at the weekend. You try doing it for me five times. I came out. Dogging. It's I, called I, dogging. It's very different. Fast um, X. Fuck off. That's what I say. Basically, yeah. Number four, I really like this film. Well, hold on a second. It's time for a break. Hi there. We'd really like to hear from you. And as such, we've been idiots and set up a WhatsApp account for you to listen to. If you'd like to get in touch, leave us a message, or even just speak to us and say hi if you love us, the number is 07990 Five six four on WhatsApp. Messages and uh, get back to us. That number is oh seven nine nine zero eight six three five six four. We definitely promise you it's not a sex line. And that was the advert for our WhatsApp, which I am surprised has been a a, a distinct lack of enthusiasm about. So <laughs> why don't you start? Just sending us dick pics because we're open to anything at this moment in time. Send us gape pics if you want. If you want to send oh a picture of you, I don't want a gape pic on my WhatsApp. It's, it, it's as long as as long as it's legal and animals aren't involved and oh, everyone is true. of consenting age, um, you can send us any true. kind of picture you want. No, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's also not my number. <laughs> 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 I've, I well, said it if I uh, wake up on Christmas morning to candy cane penises now, I'll be quite happy. So, uh, <laughs> should we move on? It definitely wasn't on my list of Santa candy cane penises uh, in me inbox. I don't, or... I don't I'll, I'll be, can I be very, very clear, people? I do not want pictures of gaping assholes. No, what he wants is the actual gaping arsehole in his stocking above his... Oh, uh... stop it. Stop <laughs> it, man. Honestly. <laughs> Entering the charts. Global box office of 
358 million smackaroonies and change. That, that's just that's just uh, that's just domestic foreign. It's eight hundred and forty-five. Oh, crikey! There we go. Yeah, Guardians uh, of the Galaxy Volume Three. My one of my films of the year. I genuinely Honestly, I really loved it. It was one of the most affecting emotional uh, ringers of the year. It had me in tears. Had me laughing out loud. And uh, at one point, I had it actually had me with my jaw on the floor. Completely and utterly stunned and shocked into silence. Absolutely amazing film. Um, James Gunn is and the first movie to drop the f bomb in the Marvel universe. I know very within, within so, the MCU. I should mean, yeah. It was so organic as well. Um, yeah, been dropping it was, like it, it was by accident, wasn't it? And they, they kept it in. Yeah, it was a it was a a potential outtake. Um, um, but it was yeah executed perfectly from beginning to end. The whole film was absolutely. Astoundingly Everything. good. Just, just Jam- genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. James Gunn f- has flaws coming out of the wazoo. However, as a filmmaker, he really Does is get it. in his own little league. And I think Zack Snyder really wishes <laughs> that he could be James Gunn. He's just he just has a, a wonderful vision for for his projects, and I, I just it showed in that film particularly. And it's not um, the we, whole the whole rocket storyline was absolutely breathtaking. Just very well done. It's not often that you actually get like a perfectly formed trilogy, but considering what the property was, he really has created an amazing trilogy of films whose whose legacy has only been diminished somewhat by the fact that the characters were used in other people's movies. Yeah, but yeah, genuinely, he, genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, very, very, very um, deserving of of number four in the spot, but it does make me surprised by what happens in number three, which I genuinely thought was going to be way, way higher than this. So I can only assume, and I, I mean, judging by the films that are in the the title, I can only assume that this is this is a slightly older um, top ten. Yeah. But Oppenheimer, so, yeah, number three, number three is Oppenheimer. I didn't see this film. Nine hundred and fifty-one million dollars yeah. box office well, globally. Yeah, I mean, it, I I heard very good things. I just can't. I couldn't get on board with the story and the the you know the the movie. I just I just couldn't. Not I found recently with um Christopher Nolan movies is that you've got to be in a very specific kind of mood to sit down and watch one of his films. Yeah. And those moods come along very fleetingly where the stars align and you are prepared, mind, body and soul, to actually endure one of his movies. I yeah. think he's a absolute visionary when it comes to um, how he can manipulate film and camera and also story telling and actors performances yeah and he's a fascinating filmmaker and i think is going to be remembered and studied for years to come but i've i've really found it difficult to actually get on board with any of his films unless i am in a very specific state of mind i don't think i've been in that state of mind for a while then i just i just couldn't 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 get my head around it it took me it took me six attempts to watch tenet Never seen it. Never seen it. 
it's it's a difficult film it's a very very difficult film it took me yeah. it took me two attempts to watch dunkirk um in in its entirety i just think yeah. he's he's so cerebral it's a bit like watching a Kubrick film. I've got to be in a very specific state of mind to watch a Kubrick film. Yeah. With the exception of The yeah. Shining, which I could watch, you know, every it's time it's on. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I never get bored of that film. But, you know, it's, 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 he's very much a very distinct, very clear, very particular style of storytelling. And yeah. I find it very, very boring if I'm in the wrong state of mind. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I think as a director, he's amazing. I just this particular film, I just yeah, didn't know how how I felt about it. Well, thank God then for number two. I I enjoyed it. Number two, uh, where are where are we? The Super Mario one Brothers point, movie. One point three billion pound uh, dollars worldwide. One point three billion for Super Mario Brothers. The but movie. then it's a Nintendo. It's Nintendo, and you know people sniff at Nintendo because they've very much gone down the um the obvious choice route of trying to make everyone happy by having you know bright, colorful, primary color arcade machines rather than going yeah. down the high quality you know box office smash console. But when off. when you look at when you look at the results, Pokemon, Mario Brothers, you know the, Zelda, they they they're, they're IP absolutely smashes, and I think you know they can do no wrong, really. No, and this film, I mean, interesting casting. I probably wouldn't have had Chris Pratt, it worked, but probably would have had someone of more of an Italian heritage. Yeah, uh, yes, as much as I agree that you need to have the you know, let's go kind of Mario vibe, I do think he did a really good job uh, against all expectations. But... Yeah, uh, the inclusion of all the ancillary characters, the, the inclusion of Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's a bit of a dick. Yeah, but brilliantly uh, voiced. Black. Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen, isn't it? It is, yeah. But yeah, I mean, of course it is. Could only be uh, a big gorilla that likes to eat. Um, uh, Jack Black as Bowser. The film, inspired. the film survives entirely on the back of Jack Black, yeah, and he knew it as well. And, he and played it beautifully, and also that song we we listen to that song at least once a week. Peaches, peaches, peaches. Yeah, just go and watch it, guys. Don't watch the film version. Watch Jack Black's version of Peaches. You'll love it. Jack Black just being Jack Black in a red mullet wig. He seems to have had the time of his life as well. Definitely my um, red carpet performance of the year. He completely yep. threw himself, mind, body, and soul into the air. Uh, into the role and and then into all of the press tours and everything, you know, before yeah, yeah. everything kind of ground into a halt because everyone went on um, strike. But he yeah. did a, a, yeah, but a he fantastic did well job. He did well with it. Um, yeah, so that was a good film. Uh, sadly, I don't think we're ever going to see a sequel. Well, you do do. Uh, well, Jack Black's poured a bit of water on it, so that it doesn't think it'll happen. But uh, there we go. Uh, number one, I mean, there's no surprises here because it was the film of the year for some reason. Uh, I've seen it twice, I have to say, because I wanted to watch it to understand it. $1.4 billion worldwide. It's a bit of yeah. a phenomenon, isn't it? It's the Barbie movie. Look, um, fucking fair play to them. I, the minute they, they announced they made the film... a movie franchise out of a doll 
the, mi- the minute they announced the film and then the minute they announced he was writing it and he was directing it, I yeah. was like, well, okay, this is going to be interesting if nothing else. And it, it, it has been a phenomena and fair play to everybody involved because I just think if you're going to get paid a big bag of cash to play an IP of a Bit massive fun. mega corporation, you may as well have some stupid fun with it. And it looked like everyone on board looked like they had the best time yeah, I mean, the message behind it was absolutely... Uh, in, in terms of cultural, it's quite a significant movie, actually, all joking aside. Um, I it's just It was just a Barbie movie. Um, I enjoyed it. It was very camp. Uh, but yeah, go for it. Gosling was, did, did what he did. And um, Margot Robbie can do no wrong, it seems, at the minute. No, long live go all for of it. them. I, I'm, I yeah. completely applaud the whole thing. Um, genuinely, <laughs> I just think it's it's an amazing little feat of movie making. No one's been this yeah. excited for a film forever, and it's such a stupid fucking film for for everyone to get excited about. But when everyone commits to it 100% and throws their mind, body, and spirit into the whole thing, I just think yeah. it's great. You know, that's what cinema's for. Yeah. I mean, I have to say... Um... The movie, my movie highlight for next year, and I think it will be a winner just because I think we're going back to what we should have been is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Um, what that burst of nostalgia injected straight into your bell end. Yeah, but it looks awesome. And for the first time in the in the um the franchise, an original villain. I, well, I, hang on, hang on, hang on. When I say the franchise i'm discounting the i'm not going to call it ghostbusters the female remake the 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 alternate universe let's call it the alternate universe ghostbusters because that's what it was i got in a lot of trouble Um, for that film i just didn't like it and it's not because of the female cast actually the cast were very strong i i just they it was it was there were moments the in it which out. were very lovely and fantastic, but I just thought the whole thing felt like a Scooby-Doo vacation of Ghostbusters. Yeah, That's the thing that I didn't like, and I, I kind of resented everyone involved in it because it was like a Scooby-Doo vacation of Ghostbusters. It, it felt like... But in their, own, in their own right, the actors were amazing. Yeah, and like, it's nothing to do with females, nothing to do with anything at all. It just I've got such high regard for the first two films and yeah. that cast and director and... You know the whole aesthetic of it, the way it looks and everything. That as soon as so, I yeah. saw like the shitty CG and like Chris Hemsworth playing a fucking idiot, it just nothing about it was enjoyable for me. It I felt really work. bad. I felt really bad that I didn't enjoy it at all. But I really didn't enjoy it, and I did feel like one of those keyboard warriors at the end of it. Uh, yeah, because they were messing with um, our our childhood. But I think obviously Afterlife really redressed that balance, and this new film. It looks obviously the trailer is very sparse. It looks like the original cast have a much bigger role in this film, which I can't wait for. And Paul Rudd, that man, that man somewhere has got a portrait in his loft that's not getting and is getting older because he's not aging. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be some amazing little films next year. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what people do, um, especially given the fact that we're entering into the uh, election cycle for two different yeah. you know western superpowers it's going to yeah. be a very interesting time speaking of which alex garland has made a return with the trailer of his new film from a24 
um, Civil War, which is coming out next year, um, Ooh, all about a civil war in America being released in an election year when there are viable threats for factions to war. try and kick off a civil war. So it's going to be an interesting state of affairs. I, and I also, like he does. he's he's approaching it from the point of view of a science fiction writer, um, yeah. as opposed to looking at like you know the the geopolitical situation in America as it stands. And uh, he's got so many right wingers, so many left wingers, and so many centrists up in arms about his map of how he sees the America splitting. Um, in his you know take on on this subject, it's mm-hmm. it's really going to just be just like a controversy upon controversy when this gets released, and I cannot wait for it. When you're pissing off every side, you, you know you've got it right. Also, also, it's just it's a very 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 bold move to make a film like that in times like this. But Alex Garland has shown since just he did think, yeah. the, the Dread movie, um, twenty eight days later, just you know everything he's touched, he's he's decided to go at something which he could really be hacky with, but he's approached it in such a cerebral, clever, thrilling way. Um, I'm I'm stoked for this film. Uh, did you watch any episodes of Devs? No, Devs was my favorite tv program next to severance of the last three or four years um it's bbc um co-produced with i think hbo okay um and he wrote and directed every single episode and it's basically a story of time travel and tech bros and ai but okay. tackled as only Alex Garland can tackle it. And it was spectacular. Yeah. So Civil War looks like it could be like the film of the year. And if A24 have got anything to say about it, the marketing is going to be could fucking be insane. Well, I look forward to it. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was our movies of the year. Uh, With a little preview of what's to come. Well, what's to come? Sandy, what's been your best wank this year? Um, I'll be honest with you. Some of the nostalgic Carol Vorderman ones have been quite interesting. <laughs> she she is also uh, very much in my nominations for Woman of the Year. But um, uh, yeah, so just just talking about some of those nostalgic, you know, ladies from yesteryear. Well, Carol, there's Michaela Strachan. Um there was a, a couple of moments where we were talking the about Annika Rice, the twins from Funhouse. You know, we've had Annika a, we've had Rice, a, my worst. Yeah, we've had a we've had a, a nostalgic year for some of our nostalgic teenage um, lusty uh, rendezvous. Lusty rendezvous, and you know, and if all else failed, there was the Littles cat catalog. So you know, and where that failed, we was going to turn on the preview for Babe Station. <laughs> oh, I had to tell a friend what that was. I told him just to Google it. It's easier if you Google it. <laughs> just, go, just Google it. And it's easier like, if you go... just some. Is it just a woman bouncing on a yoga ball? Is that yeah? That is the whole concept. Have you got Sky? It's easier if you just go to channel nine eight one at midnight every <laughs> evening, just for the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why are porn films longer than fifteen minutes? You just don't need it. Just ten minutes of a girl bouncing on a. Uh, yeah. Hello, I've come to lit. You've come to fix your fridge. Boring. <laughs> oh, and I'm done. Right, oh, Phil, quick! It's been over in Mutley. He's got spam. He's got spam in the fridge. Oh, I'm spent. 
There we go. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what, well, what, a good year for Wanks then. Oh, the, the twins from Funhouse, honestly. Yeah. You've gone down uh, the nostalgia tip as well. Yeah, and Pat Sharp from, you know, when he was looking the other way. You could never tell. So not come Andy, on then. Not Andy Crane, though. Come on then, Philip. Yeah. The people want to know what the people want to know. Okay. So we've touched upon it earlier and now we're going to get into it. Dipping okay. our toes back into the political waters. Okay. Rotters of the years. Do they have to be political? Because there's been some shits. But I, yeah, no, there's be political, been right. There's been there's been some absolute knobheads. Uh, uh, so let's go for our top three worst polit- politic uh, politicians of the year. And honestly, I thought this would be easy, but we have got a wealth of talent. There's plenty to choose from this year. Uh, my top three. We're talking UK domestic. Yeah. I mean, in terms of blind arrogance and stupidity, um, fakery, bullshittery, number three has to be 30p Lee. Nice. Okay. Because he's just dense. He's not actually a bad person. He's just thick. I, I mean, I'd, I'd counter that and say that he's an absolutely horrific human being, but well, the, I get where you're coming from. He is essentially... Well, well, when, you, when you stack them up against the, the, the two to come... <laughs> He's the lesser of three evils, but he's just, he's an awful human being in terms of as a, as a politician. I don't know what he's like personally, you know, he might say badgers or I know, but uh, I don't know why badgers, but um, he's thinking he's down a chalkboard. He's just an irritant, isn't he? He's yeah. He's just, yeah. Awful. Number two, this is a tricky one because we know who the two are. I'm going to say Rishi Sunak. Okay. And save the top spot for a very particular person. He he's ill qualified for the job. That's one. He doesn't know what he's doing. Two, why would someone worth the money he's worth want a job that pays, by comparison, so little? Uh, for me, it's a, it... trying to buy daddy's affection. <laughs> his daddy's stacking strepsils in the back. Um, of his pharmacy that he owns. Um, he's just ill-equipped. He's arrogant. He's he's made question Prime Minister's question time quite dull because Keir Starmer can just destroy the man. At least Boris had some repartee. So, so essentially, because well, Rishi Sack is also my number two, and yeah. I think uh, essentially he is not unspeakably evil, like some of his peers, he's just he's just shit. Unspeakably bland, and he's also an opportunistic shark. Um, and at the same time, one of the slimiest wankers in history. But he's not actually done anything, you know, so so gross that I can yeah. necessarily hate him. I'm yeah. at best terminally ambivalent of his antics and just want him to fuck yeah. off. Basically, yeah, he just needs to leave. Um, number one, I think we can both agree it's uh, Cruella Braverman. Uh, yes, yes, I, I think um, just it, it really has taken something special to replace Pretty Patel on my list of least favorite female members of the Tory Party. Do but you think um, Pretty Patel sits at home in her kind of Star Wars Empire robes, going good. Good. No, I, 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 I or is she horrified? I think she's probably a mixture of a little bit horrified and also a little bit jealous that she never had the balls to go that far. 
I mean, uh, Suella Bradman's only got the balls because she harvests them. She's from... just, I just honestly, every time, every time you mention her name, I just want to scream the c word, and I've done really well to kind of rein that temper. And, I, I'm um, proud of us, Andy. We haven't uh, mentioned that word. I think her growth has gone really well, and I think the fact we're using rotters of the year really is yeah. a testament to our growth as human beings and adults. But my God, she is a c word. Go on, it's Christmas. I'll let I'm not, you. No, 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 no. I'm not going to. I'm Go not going to lower ourselves to, to to base antics. I'm just going to say she is most oh, definitely yeah. a c word. And if I was going to be saying it, now would be a good time it, for me to say yeah. it. But I'm not but going not to. Good. Because it's the so, rotters of the year, and we all know how bad she is, and I think we've laboured the point to some point. I, I I think the hilarity of this whole Rwanda thing is now that they're they're trying to move ahead with it, they've hit another barrier. There's I just no planes. There's no I, planes. No, no plane carriers are going to take them. No airfields that are big enough to handle the yeah. the um the yeah. traffic, and nobody wants to touch it with a. a a mile long barge pull because if they do they're basically going to be poisoning their own water supply for years to come because yeah, so they're not idiots it's never going so, to happen it's never going to happen um, and well the, we can only uh, hope that after the general election they're all put in a plane and they can all fuck off to rwanda i'm not putting any oxygen into that speak at all but what i'm going to say is this <laughs> she is horrific you've grown andy you've grown and I, I really sincerely hope that we see her fade into irrelevance where she l- deserves to be I, I think you'll find she's probably going to be the next leader of the Tory party. Well, then I can wish only that the Tory party hits an iceberg and dies quickly. Very likely. So, yeah, I think I think we can agree on our... Well, who would your number three have been? It's between Boris, who is obviously a shoo-in for any of the top three spots, um, but also... <sighs> Lawrence Fox has to get up there and I have to take him seriously as a politician because he runs a political party which had an MP in um, government, you know, despite the fact that that MP was a fuckwit. He just crossed the channel. But Lawrence Fox, I think, is definitely has to be in the top three. The, he hasn't he quit, though, today? The uh, the Leicestershire and, guy. Andrew, what's his name? Bridgens. Andrew Bridgens resigned from, recla- uh, from the party today. Yeah, um, because it's a difference in direction. Obviously, one wants to take it too fascist. The other one wasn't fascist enough. That's the change in direction. And he's the, probably been invited back to the new Tory party. The less said, the better. Bunch yeah. of arseholes. But um, I, I mean, I wasn't going to put Boris in because he is a rotter. He is. But the reason I didn't put him in is because he didn't try and hide the fact. He knew he was. Yeah, and that was it. That was his game. That's that, a, that was that was his shtick. He didn't try and hide the fact that he was a rotter. He I, fully I think, embra- He fully embraced it. I think. I think <laughs> you know, Boris was definitely a, 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 an irrelevancy this year, apart from the last few months where he's been dragged back out of the cupboards. And his his comeuppance is very much around the corner. Going to be very well, similar I mean, that... to to Trump. It's going to be it's going to be something which he's going to walk away from with probably more money than he's ever known what to do with. But it's also going to be a reputational damage that will stop him from being a politician for the rest of his life. And possibly a journalist. <clears throat> well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, the rotters are here. Yeah. So political, we're definitely agreeing on Suella Braverman. 
Yeah, number one. Uh, if okay. you disagree with us, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up in our socials. Who's been your political rotter of the of the year? I'm going to say uh, our um <laughs> our social media presence of the year. Um, Elon Musk walks away with this one. Yeah. <laughs> what a what yeah. a colossal fuckwit. How to take a thriving business and just pish it away. He's he's just so unbearably unlikable. He doesn't like Grand Theft Auto either, Andrew. And if you uh, want to remove your advertisements from my website, then you can go fuck yourself. You can go fuck yourself. G-F-Y. And they have. <laughs> so... <laughs> they, they they largely have taken their advertising out of it. Yeah, just to show in for the role. If you know when you've got no actual competitors which are around you, which can possibly be taken seriously, Andrew Tate maybe at the beginning of the year. But you know when Mark Zuckerberg he, knows he can relax. <laughs> yeah, when when the when the paranoid android that is uh, Zuckerberg powers himself down so he can just you know recharge for a couple of months and let you just get on with being the dickhead. Then just knowing enough. that he's not going to be the biggest dickhead on the tech market. Jeff Bezos uh, would yeah. have been a, a competitor for a social media presence of the year just from the fact that he's you know been in the news quite so often with his um uh battle against the labor forces. But uh, you know, Elon Musk just stole all of the oxygen in the room, just takes it, takes and it all, marched victoriously over the finish line a mile and a half ahead of his other competitors. Yeah. So I think we can all agree, uh, Elon Musk, you are the biggest C-word we can think of. Downfall of the year, I think, probably has to go to John uh, Jonathan Majors. Yeah. What a, yeah. What's a colossal... How to, the, how to shoot yourself in the dick and, and not get away with it. It's, it's yeah. the... Uh, it's the, the, the career equivalent of jumping off of the stage thinking you need to get carried by the crowd and landing... Nose first in a sweaty jock strap. He's uh yeah. he's thoroughly yeah. fucked himself. Yeah, not winning. That's him done. Um, what a shame. What a, a you know a, a historically meteoric rise to the top, mm. and then such a catastrophic, calamitous crash to the bottom, unseen since Shia LaBeouf. Oh yeah, yeah. He went. He went a bit. Uh, well, and also, what's his name? Um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller maybe was kind of a bit of a black sheep about it because he wasn't like a global superstar. You know what I mean? He wasn't like a um, box office um, dynamite. He, everything he touched didn't turn to gold. He was just a, a solid character actor, which yeah. was a bit quirky and a bit, you know, different. Who would but... somehow manage to land himself in a large franchise? Jonathan Majors was touching everything and it was all turning to gold around him. You know, everyone wants to work with him. I think every project he was in, he was, he was, you know, a shining example of, you know, stardom. He had the world at his feet and then he just turned into a cunt. <laughs> Andrew. Well, it's oh, the truth. <laughs> Andrew. Misogynistic, bullying, well, yeah. Yeah. nasty piece of shit. Just like Jonah Hill. Very similar. Controlling coercive behaviour has no place in this modern uh, universe. He needs to get into the sea and forget how to swim. I mean, Jonah, Jonah Hill can't stay by the beach too long because Greenpeace try and... 
but man, he loves surfing and you can't sully his pure, undivided passion for the sport. You can. He's a fucking idiot. Go, go, go and jump in the sun, you prick. Get get on a board and just float the fuck away. Uh, so, Philip. So, yeah. yeah. What are you looking forward to in 2024? What's the um? What's the the resolutions going into the new year and your uh, your goals and ambitions for this uh, coming new year? I'm, I'm looking forward to starting season two of the podcast. Genuinely, like, because... I think it's safe to say we're probably going to over Christmas retool the podcast a little bit. I think so. And, and rejig and, and refine and add some wonderful new bits and pieces. I have genuinely enjoyed the podcast this year and I hope you guys listening have as well. Um, but to be honest, if no, if have, no one listened to it, Andy and I would do it regardless. Cause yeah, just, just to doing. hang out and have a, a ridiculous hour and a half in each other's company. But the fact yeah. that we've had some loyal listeners from episode one through to episode 15, the fact we've done 15 episodes, the fact that we've yeah. managed to build something consistent and uh, ridiculously good fun to create. Um, and still managed course... to keep our jobs over it as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked um, beyond all words. The fact I've not got a FBI file on me an inch and a half wide is, is, is quite frankly a miracle, but, you know, here we are. Uh, resolutions. Um... I want to learn the ukulele. That's a lovely little ambition. Yeah, I genuinely want to learn the ukulele. Do you know what? Do you know why? I had a dream about it, about learning the ukulele, and I, I thought, oh, what a lovely thing to do! So I'm going to do it. Got a ukulele. I've got some gorgeous friends in Portugal who I've been friends with for the last ten years now, and I've been saying since I met them that I wanted to learn Portuguese, and I think I'm going to try and give it a good college try this yeah. year. Do it. Honestly, Hispanic languages. Way forward. Also would like to release at least two books next year. Um, For those of you that don't know, because he doesn't toot his own whistle about this very much. Andy already has, is it two published books out already? Three. Three, my apologies. One Man and His Dogma. If you are, if you want a good read, Get yourself a copy. Is it on Amazon still? It's on Amazon if you search for Andy with my James Chamberlain. Um, and Read, honestly, the... it's it's an excellent book. My my all my all three of my books are available on Amazon. Um, I, I do appreciate you doing that loud fit for me, Phil, because I because you, you get you, know, you don't toot your you don't turn you toot your horn about it very much. And then you've got ten short of thirty one. That's the one my, my short story collection. Thirty one short stories. And your third. Um, uh, lightweight thoughts of a heavyweight thinker. Of course, yes, yes. Uh, get onto Amazon and have a look and support a emerging author. Genuinely, go and read them. They're they're wonderful reads. That's my big ambition for twenty twenty four is to to finally to dedicate some actual serious time and energy to my writing and hopefully try and get some representation and maybe shop my second novel, um, which will be really lovely. Um, but if I you, want, you I, want, if... I want to play the lead in uh, One Man and His Dogma when Netflix buy it. Ooh, you, you're gonna have to fight Martin Freeman, I'm afraid, mate. Oh, okay, no, fair enough. I'll, 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 I'll be fine. It's become I'll, quite I'll... apparent. It's either Daniel Radcliffe or Martin Freeman for the role of Martin, Jimmy Edmonds. Martin, Fre- Martin Freeman. Yeah, the man was born for the role. Anyway, go have a look at them. 
Um, I, I, we, we have been mulling over for a long time, Andy and I. We, we're a bit um, distractible. Would be safe to say we're a bit fucking middle aged. We bounce around a little bit. We have really good ideas, but we keep having good ideas, and we bounce around amongst them. And then, but we're we part of our podcast experience in the coming season, and it is I think season two. Would that be fair? I think twenty twenty four definitely. Uh, season two, season half marks the um, marks the beginning of season two of the podcast. Uh, we're going to bring a different feel to it. Uh, the political satire will still be there, but. A bit more, and and we are going to be doing some writing, I think, and just cracking on with it. Yeah, definitely some stuff on the on the boil already, which yeah. we'll be putting some fine uh, tuning to, and we'll see what we can do to sort it out into some sort of over the crimbo period. Yeah, let's 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 do it. Yeah, and we've also got a, a date planned for February where we're going to be seeing each other as well, which is going to be lovely. I know the Sex Dungeons Bookman. I, All we um, have to do is take our own baby wipes to wipe things down afterwards. It's the fact that the place that you've decided that you're going to hire literally backs onto the back of no, our lounge no, wall. That's gone. That oh, has it? Yeah. Hence, yeah. hence why you've now found a sex dungeon in the middle of deepest, darkest Leicestershire. Yeah. All they ask is we put the dildos in the dishwasher when we leave. Of course they do. No, no. We're, we're stopping at a hotel. Because that's a all there is. A sex hotel, more than likely, in the middle of bloody Loughborough. It's Leicester. Yeah. It's all, all all sex mad in, in Leicester. Uh but we we expect different things from us in twenty twenty four. I think different and exciting and new. But more more importantly, we just want to say thank you so much to all of the listeners we've had over the last um year, since April when we first got together and yep. drunkenly recorded our first episode whilst tequila wine. on tequila wine. Um yeah, we're, we're gonna have that in February, just so you're aware talking about Matt Hancock being violated by ginormous horse penises. I really think we've come Boris Johnson fucking trees. Yeah. At least two or three inches further than from where we started. So thank you so much for your support and your um your your following us. If you've listened to us since episode one, we love you greatly. And uh we can only we can only tell you it's gonna be even better come the new year. It's gonna be even more fun, more characters, more japes, more adventures. And uh we hope you you join us obviously yes. stupidity we're idiots and we do this for morons yeah we love we love our morons though we really do so thank you guys we really love it we've we've had great fun and actually we've always been very close as friends but actually this has brought us so much closer just by and and actually if none of you are listening and we're just talking to an empty room our own mental health has been aided by this uh oh, i would oh, say immeasurably yeah um it's it's such a wonderful outlet to be able to just to be idiots on a microphone and just enjoy silliness so um this is the end of season one i never thought we'd say that it's also the end of 2023 and quite frankly i'm glad to be saying that yeah but i'm just going to say something very quick and then we're going to play out with a song i want you to look at this band because you'll love them but uh christmas i'm setting down an offer I've put it on TikTok and a few more socials, but Christmas I can appreciate is quite a lonely time for people. Um, I've got some friends that I know actually, unless we call them or WhatsApp them, they probably won't speak to grown-ups over the Christmas period. Um, and some people choose to be on their own by choice over Christmas, but we some people don't. 
our WhatsApp is there, guys. I'll have my phone on me on Christmas Day. Message us. If you're on your own and you need someone to talk to, message us through socials and we will message back. Um, yeah. We don't... I hate the idea of people... One in eight meals on Christmas Day will be eaten alone. Did you know that? And if you uh, are feeling like you need any help or assistance and you do want to speak to anyone um, more uh, in-depth, then you can just text 85258 and speak to somebody at Shout as well, which is a fantastic charity, which is there brilliant. to help. Absolutely brilliant. But listen to this song, and I think it kind of expresses how how Christmas is for some people. But we love you all, and we'll see you next year, guys. Merry Christmas, one and all. Merry Christmas. See you later, Phil. Bye. See you, love. Love you. Bye. I can't say in all truth that it has been the best of years The year will soon be over and another will appear It's time to wipe the slate, forgive me for all my mistakes Let's reminisce some more Cos that's what friends are for It's you and me together, you don't have to be alone Believe me now, it's Christmas, I won't leave you on your own Just dry your eyes, now's not the time Have one more drink and you'll be fine And I'll carry you home this Christmas It's been a bad year and I think we both know why Some cheer and thank the Lord that we're still here So let's have one more drink Life's shorter than you think It's funny how that each year passes quicker than the last The years are like these beers, we love them but they go too fast Just raise a glass to absent friends I'll stay with you right to the end And I'll carry you home this Christmas So look towards another year And all for better days And ask yourself if you think That you need to change your ways Let's raise a glass to one more year And I'll carry you home this Christmas And I'll carry you home this Christmas doesn't know is he's not listening to this but i once saw andy uh have a wanker a picture of queen elizabeth he won't know this until he listens to the recording but i did i heard i saw him do it queen elizabeth obviously just took his fancy who are you talking to no one <laughs>
Well, no I'm one? recording it, so I'll find out later, you big... <laughs> just, just nothing, just reminiscing. <laughs>